Sometimes you don't know where home is. But you find a little piece of it when you talk with your friend. This is the Wayward Podcast. Blippy Blippies! Hello, Blippy Blippies and oh. Kim Rhodes. Hello, Blippy Blippies and Brianna Buckmaster. <sighs> I'm sick again for anybody that's hearing me on this podcast. I'm sorry. Just want to apologize. I appreciate that. Um, it's fine. As I like to say, I am grateful that I'm sick when I don't have anything to do. Remember last year when I had that ear infection? Oh, God. So this is why I'm kind of panicky about this. Is like, also... For, for those of you who don't know, I'm Canadian, and while I have st- I do have status, I have a visa f- to be in the States, I don't have um, health insurance. Yeah. So I have health insurance in Canada that covers me when I'm abroad, but you have to pay for everything first. Mm. So I don't want to have to do that. So no. anytime I get, like, remotely ill, I'm like, should I book a flight? Like, sometimes I'm like, it's easier for me to fly back to Canada to see yep. my doctor there. Yep. Um... So that's not going to be an issue. No. But, yeah, uh, it doesn't surprise me that I'm sick because I had an ear infection a couple weeks ago. A mild one. I caught it real quick. Oh, uh, this is a fun conversation, guys, but this is who I am. We're here I'm in the... telling you, you know everything what? about me. Not every moment is shiny, people. No, it's not shiny, and sometimes you just... I just need to, like, before we get into it, I just need to go... This is where I'm at right now, guys. This is what's happening. Um, this is me drinking water. Yeah, she's got ice in it. That's not drinking water, Kim. That's whistling through your bottle. That's you playing with your yeah. things. Making toys out of everything. Well, this one's going to leak everywhere. I'm very good at that. Mm-hmm. Why? You, the... 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 Sticker still on your lemon. Ah, <laughs> this is a perfect example of how impulsive I am about shit. That I like cut it up last night, and I okay, was like, wait, tell them what the, tell them what we're looking oh, at. Oh, sorry, yes, we. I got this water bottle from Sephora of all places. Sure, because I bought naturally serious face cream, which is fine. It's not that serious, um, <laughs> and last night I was like, okay gonna go to Kim's. I'm gonna drink so much water. I want to get rid of this cold because it's I'm going a, on vacation soon. It's an so infusion this is bottle. A, yeah, it's a water bottle that has a little thing inside of it that you can put lemons inside of it and the seeds and rinds and everything doesn't go into your water. Um, and last night when I was cutting up that lemon, I just cut the shit out of it and squeezed <laughs> it all in there and lo and behold, the sticker was still on. And those stickers do not slice and dice. Look at that. Apparently. Mm-hmm. So now, you, you know what? It's fiber water. You're fiber getting water. a little wood pulp in with your yes, next thing. A little bit of You're that. welcome, whoever markets it's, that. Yeah, exactly. Just put like, some wood pulp and it's, in. And I'm saying it's the your, perfect example of me because I just went, I'm going to do this thing and it's going to be good for me. But I don't do it carefully or cautiously or thoughtfully. I just do it, which sometimes is great. And sometimes it's like, huh, I'm sometimes drinking sticker water. Sticker water. <laughs> I've drank worse, my friend. I've oh, drank yeah. worse. Oh yeah. Um Yeah. Okay, hello. Hey. Hey. We are in Kim's closet. We're so in my closet. Which is our second home. Yeah. I thought that as I was driving here, I was like, it's probably the one place that I know how to get to without Google Maps. Yes. Which feels like yes. I live in LA now. I don't like that. Um how long have you lived here? Since '99. Oh shit! I know, and you know what's weird is it still it still doesn't feel like home. I'm still like, any day now I'm gonna land, 
any day now I'm going to be solid. That's so funny. I was looking around at my apartment here in L.A., and it is has so much shit in it now. I'm like, how did this happen? I've been here part-time for six months, and it is a full apartment. Like, mine you has, like, two pots, a frying pan, but it's got a lot of shit in that storage closet. Um, and so, for me, it does feel like a landing pad more than a home home, because my home is with my daughter and husband, but... Should we... I, I mean, I can edit this, but like, this is such a good segue into talking about homes instead yeah. of the other idea we were going to do. Should we talk about homes? Oh, yes. For this I podcast? thought we were talking about oh, homes. Oh, were we? I thought we were going into the other one. No. Oh, good. Right. You did I'm say like, shit this is jobs. such a brilliant. We're so smart, except for that's not the topic. <laughs> no, I was actually oh, trying the topic. to say okay, cool. the topic. You, well, you did a lovely job. <laughs> I would like to. Let's all pause. You did point out that we were going to talk about shitty jobs. So we, we were. That'll yeah. be a different podcast. There you go. <laughs> You can edit all this out. <laughs> Probably not, though. Uh, um, yeah, so it doesn't, so it feels like a landing pad, but not a home. And it feels, I'm grateful for it because it feels like enough of a home that I'm incredibly comfortable there. A good girlfriend of mine lives right above me. Um, our landlord that um, look, looks after the building is so lovely and feels like a grandpa is always just this is the like, one in Vancouver now. No, this is the one is here. The, oh, here. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, he's He just takes I such met him. good care. His name's Otto. Yes. yes. He's so lovely. Um, and so it feels very, very comfortable, safe. All of the things you want for a place that's not actually your home. So I'm. it's exactly what I need and want and so grateful for it. And we'll have it as long as I possibly can. Um, and then my home in Vancouver. We moved into that house. It'll be six years ago in November, I think. Um and it's the longest I've ever lived anywhere, which is crazy. That's how much really? I've moved. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, we have different experiences yeah. with what home I means. didn't have, like, I grew up on a farm. And I guess I lived on that farm till I was probably, uh, I want to say, like, eight, maybe. Um, and then we moved part-time to the city. So I yeah. lived there for a while. Now, th that farmhouse was, like, built on top of, so it was different in my infancy. But I guess I lived there for eight years. But I moved part-time to the city because the schools were not good in the, you know, small town where the farm was close to. Um, so we moved to the city, the big city of Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, to yeah! go to school, and then we'd go back to the farm on the weekends, and then slowly went back to the farm less and less, and then we moved to the city and sold the farm. Um, then we moved to, you know, around. We moved lots of places. But, uh, yeah, so six years we've been at my current apartment. Um, we moved into that apartment six years ago. My financial circumstances were drastically different six years ago. So we moved into that place because I was pregnant and we needed a two-bedroom fast. And a two-bedroom apartment in Vancouver, in Vancouver was so insanely expensive back then. And I say that in laughter now because now it's double what it was back then. Oh. In Vancouver, it is so expensive to live anywhere in Vancouver. And that is... Most of the reason why we haven't moved, even though we could afford more now, um, the other reason is uh, we love our neighbors. 
Yeah. Our neighbors yep. upstairs are true neighbors. And in that sense, it's like we're not best friends. We are friends. We have drinks together. We'll have dinners together. They're incredibly social. We get in arguments. You know what I mean? We get, you know, our no- noses out of joint about things. But we communicate that. And we communicate our our needs for each other and what we can do for each other. Like, we're going out of town on vacation. So her parents are going to come stay and look after our cat. And then they get to stay oh, for free. Oh, nice. So yeah. we do that kind of shit yes. all the time. Um, but, you know, we just, like, it's not, it's not a perfect scenario but neighbors are so important to me um that they do make me they add to that feeling of home and we know like the people we look after the chickens across the street for our neighbors there we go for new year's drinks with our neighbors next door like it's a neighborhood in in vancouver that i think that's a little trickier to come by what's the experience here yeah well you know your neighbors in this i have i have um, one of my superpowers is neighbor karma. Mm. Um, I am to the point where people actually will joke with me about it. I have always had good neighbors. Um, should I turn the dryer off? No. It okay. adds to the ambiance. All right. You live Speaking your life, homes, woman. The dryer's going, guys. Yeah. I got to multitask. Yes. Uh, yeah. I've always, always had, and especially here... Um, um, as an adult, like every place I've lived, once I left home at 18, I knew my neighbors and I had good neighbors. I liked my neighbors. I got along well with my neighbors. I trusted my neighbors to have my keys. I, um, you don't think that's a you thing? You think that's just a good neighbor thing? I think it's, uh, do you know what I mean? Like. Maybe your neighbors are good to you because you're a good person. No, there are plenty of assholes in this world. I just have never had to live near any of them. Maybe. Maybe. Um, I think it's, I I definitely know that, like, there was one place where there was a courtyard and we would all sit in the courtyard mm. and just sit and smoke cigarettes and our dogs would play together and we watched, ba- you know, it's just, I, I, I have always had really great neighbors. Um, I've never, because... The house I was brought home from the hospital to Mm -hmm. as an infant is the same house I ultimately had to sell six years ago after my father died. Mm -hmm. Like it, I same house I grew up in all my life. Same house I went home to see my parents. My mother died in that house. My great grandmother died in that house. My father died in that house. No one was actually born in that house that I'm aware of, but it was full of life. It was full of, it is the house I dream of. It is the thing I think of when you say, go home, I immediately am in this house in Southeast Portland. Mm. And that's including the fact that I owned a home for six years. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought a home and and lost it because there's a funny, really funny thing. Um, I don't know if you know this. It was a shock to me. But uh, when you stop being able to give the bank money, <laughs> they don't let you keep living in your house. Strange thing. It's so weird. So, yeah, that happened, and that's how we ended up in this apartment. And I love this apartment, but it doesn't feel like home because mm. there's, to me, there is the word home I equate with a deep safety. And we just had the rent raised 
in this apartment again to the point where it's prohibitive. Mm. And I, and I I just like losing my home to foreclosure, it having to you. move all the time. Oh my gosh. Interesting. I I when because we have um homeless encampments mm-hmm. here in this neighborhood that are down next to the river and every once in a while people go through people the city goes through with garbage trucks and just picks up all of their stuff and shoves it mm-hmm. in the, in the fucking garbage truck mm-hmm. and i relate to that so that is my greatest fear mm. having almost nothing and the last of what i have being taken from me and that is my greatest fear is being homeless and so right now i'm in a very frightened spot because i haven't worked the conventions are the only things that i have right now i don't know what i don't know what i'm doing i don't know, and and i have a child so the idea of home, it is my favorite word. Mm-hmm. It is the word that will always send me. And I am so desperately terrified of not having a home in the very near future. And I'm 50. What the fuck am I going to do? Right. Like, I am too old for the poll. Let's be honest. Nobody wants to see me know. strip. It's a new day. There's the internet now. <laughs> so you have this, you have both of your highest emotions wrapped up in the word home. It yes. Like. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Um, And for me, because I have been poor as a child and as an adult, meaning I have watched my my mom weep because we've been asked to leave our apartment where she's had three kids, works at an office supply store and is supporting everybody and can't make ends meet. So I've seen that. And I've seen what comes of that, which is a mad hustle. Um, so my experience in, is, is that I've seen homelessness as being basically there and knowing that if you have, and I, I've, I'm scared to say this kind of statement because I, I, there might be people listening who have experienced homelessness and will not agree with me. So bear with me. But I have seen my family be nearly homeless as a child and seen that they have not been homeless. I don't know how to explain that, but I have seen them be nearly homeless and through hustle, through uh, friendships, through um, like what my parents ended up doing to escape homelessness was they started a small newspaper and we... My mom, my parents have a journalism background, both of them. Um, And so they would type up little stories and they went around to businesses going, "Um, we're starting a newspaper. Uh, Would you like to advertise? A couple of people would advertise. We as the kids would fold the papers in the living room. Then we as the kids would go and deliver. That was like part of our job to help the family out. Um, And slowly they were able to pay rent from doing this thing. That's the kind of hustle I'm talking about, which is maybe as I'm discussing this, which is why I always have my hands in so many different cookie jars is because I'm like, okay, so I won't be homeless if I'm constantly doing something because not all of them can fall through the bottom. I am going to I want to be super, super clear. Mm -hmm. None of my fears have any basis in fact. 
in this in this particular in your experience. Like I sat down and crunched the numbers, and. I am nowhere near. We are fine with the rent raise. Yes. We are fine. It's prohibitive in that we will do things slightly differently. Yeah. I don't have to. It is It is not imminent no. that we will have no place to live. No, no. Of course not. It, what comes up for me is that deep feeling of I am not safe. Mm-hmm. When the fact is my feelings of not being safe have nothing to fucking do with what I mean, I'm safe right now, and yet I don't feel safe. Mm-hmm. So, like, the facts don't make me feel mm-hmm. safe. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's just my my deep connotations of home as being permanence, as being forever, as being no matter what you have this, and that's an illusion everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know. I don't and it's and it's also like did I feel like that when I was a kid or did I just do I just feel like that in the rearview mirror? Does that oh, make sense? Oh, yeah, 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 you know? yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. So but but your point is is well taken and I Well, I I just saying that I think that I'm almost the opposite of you, which is that I've been nearly homeless as both a child and an adult and because of that I f- I do not fear homelessness because I've fe- already felt it. So I feel in the same way where it's like, but you could be homeless, Brianna. Like that is not a probability. It's always a possibility, I guess. Anything's possible. Um, but uh, for me, the word home is so transient that I don't have emotional attachments to it. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So I've moved so... I remember when I moved, decided to move from Toronto to Vancouver and I had moved from Edmonton to Toronto in my 20s and then I got signed by a new agent in Vancouver and I was like, okay, I'll move to Vancouver. Like, the decision was that easy for me. And I remember having a discussion with some other people who are friends of friends at a party or something. They're like, so you're just what are you going to do with your stuff? And I was like, oh, I sold it. And they're like, so how, what are you taking? I was like, I'm just going to take a couple suitcases. Like, that was a no-brainer for me. Like, I don't attach to things very easily. And that's, there's a lot of stuff behind that. But I think the home stuff is because I've just moved so much. We have this conversation at home with Jose because he attaches to things very and he will admit to that and he's something that he's working on. So at home, I'm always the one that's like, get rid of it, get rid of it, get rid of it, get rid of it. I don't attach to things. I don't, whereas Jose has emotional memories and emotional feelings behind an empty beer bottle. Do you know oh, what I mean? I, that's I'm the same way. Yeah. Like that that idea of um, if I get rid of this thing because it inspires a memory, mm-hmm. and if I get rid of the thing, the memory will be gone. Then, and quite frankly, that happens a lot. Mm. I do not have a good memory, and I will come up with like like I come across a journal that I've written, and I'll be like, I don't remember any of this stuff. Like I wrote it down sure. so that I would so that I could get rid of a bunch of stuff because I've done that a couple of times. Yeah. Where it's like, wow, Kim, you have a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just write down the stories and get rid of the stuff? 
and then I'll write down this and then I'll come across the journal and be like, I don't remember any of this. Hmm. Um, and it's really sad. So I, I get, and I've got so much stuff. Um, I also carry it forward in that my mom was the same way. My parents were both only children, so I did not have a big, maybe that's also partly it. We didn't have a family growing up mm-hmm. i had a very small oh, cousins and stuff no interesting oh that's there was interesting. no connection of anything besides the tiny little home my grandpa um but everybody died mm-hmm. all like like mm-hmm. and um and so the things my mother kept were precious to her because of the memories that were contained and so then because my mom was precious to me i would keep the thing mm-hmm. so maybe that's Huh. But yeah, I'm not that's why I mean, you've seen my place. I have shit all well, over. Well, you do because... have a gigantic place and I have the tiniest apartment with zero storage in Vancouver. And so the conversation I always have with both Jose and Valentina is you have to make room for the new. Yeah. And that that is a very literal yep thing and a very metaphysical spiritual thing. Yeah. Like because um my feeling is when our house gets to be too full, like I look around at, for instance, your closet and six months ago, it very closely resembled my kitchen. <laughs> like it was just like, there was just anywhere you saw an empty space, there was something Yeah, because we didn't have any storage. Um, and I was like, I can't live like this. I felt like everything was closing in on me, which is not what was happening, but it's what I felt like was happening. So sometimes in the way that, you know, people need to hang on to things for emotional reasons, I felt the need that I needed to purge things for emotional reasons. I needed mm. to clean things out. Um, but I like my home to be like that. I like it to be, I like there to be air and space. Yes. Um, and... But I also, if we're talking about, like, if we were to get into discussing, (laughs) um, like, design. Like, when people are like, what kind of house would you have? You get any house. Oh. When people are like, I want to have, like, everything to be clean and white. I'm like, I do not want that. Even though I like there to be space, I like things to be a little lived in. Because that's how I grew up. My brothers were twins, and we were all very close in age, and our house was always mayhem. Like, we didn't have a tidy house growing up. And now my house is always immaculate. Like, you walk into my... Don't walk into my apartment right now, because it's mayhem. But my L.A. apartment, where my family doesn't live full-time, is pristine. (laughs) Like, the bed is always made. Dishes are always done. I always like to walk into a pristine apartment. Yes, I hate walking, coming home and being like, fuck, now i got to go back to work again. Because i got to do this and this. That's hard. And that's hard with a kid. I do like a clean home. I tell you, our house, when I owned a home, um, it was what I thought I wanted... Ideal, like again, okay. Ah, all the ah thoughts, my brain. I just had eleven of them, and they all collided, oh, and God, now my oh, brain God. is a train wreck. Ah, um, okay, back up. The first thing I want to say is that uh, my experience has always been uh, f- f- confidently feeling, failing upward. Like even when we lost Ooh. our house, we ended up in a better apartment yeah. than our house was. Like yeah. I have never had to go back. My experience has always been like, honey, you're perfectly taken care of. You have exactly what you need. So 
Any day now, I'm going to trust that that will continue to be the case. I'm sure. And all of my fears will be gone. That will be a magical day. Mm-hmm. And I will send out a memo. <laughs> um, the second thing is, oh, our, so our old house. I should probably move this. Hold on a second. Because my knee keeps knocking it. I, there we go. So our old, so so the house I bought with Sweet Life money. Yes. Which um, is hilariously not far from here. I, it was, it's. A block and a half away. So funny. It was, it was, I still walk past it and I love the people who live there. Was a very Spanish style. Big barrel ceiling in the living room, hardwood floors, tiny, tiny little kitchen, but immaculately tiled, except for the floor that we had retiled that we did very poorly. Um, But like painted little things, a lot of wrought iron, Mm. um, but barrels, a lot of round arches, da da da. And then we moved in here. And people, there is a glass bridge in my living room. I'm not exaggerating, am no. I? There's a there's a glass bridge in my living room. 80s Art Nouveau. It is so, it like, we all wish we'd kept our Nagel prints. And you walk in and start singing Rio. Um, <sighs> it's amazing. It'd be and a great dance club. It. I've had dance parties. You were at a dance I party. A dance I had party. a dance party for That's you here. Right. It would be a great dance club. Lots of mirrors. There is no such thing as too many mirrors, apparently, according to my apartment. So funny. And what I've learned is there are also skylights. What I've learned is I actually really like weird, angled, 80s, Art Nouveau. Like, this is kind of my jam. It, totally. I like high ceilings. I want high ceilings, and I want light. I can't picture you living anywhere else. Now, I've only known you to live here, but when I walked in, I was like, what the fuck? Like, when somebody says you live in an apartment, you expect it to be, like, an apartment. This is, like, it's a massive apartment. Um, It's, like, what I imagine penthouse suites look like. Now, I'm not going to say Kim lives in a penthouse suite because that would lead you to believe that she lives a life that she would not want. I'm so schmancy! Yeah, exactly. But it is a very gigantic apartment. I, can I tell you this? Can I tell them? Maybe I haven't told you guys the story of this of, of how I got the apartment. Um, I'm going to put in, like, when I say I'm taken care of. So uh, we were in foreclosure. Uh, I kept trying to refinance the house. They kept, like, selling the mortgage when I was about to get it refinanced and going further and further into, we're fucked. Um, and so I had this app on my phone that was an angel card app. And I just kept, I just was turning to, please. And every time I would go to the future, it would give me this card that was children. And I was so heartbroken because I was like, I don't want to be a teacher. I don't want to go back to that. Oh, my God. Whatever am I going to do? But it just children. You're going to be fine. Children. And so fast forward to I open the door. I've got a two year old. My husband's in Europe. And there are papers taped across the door that are like, you've got two weeks. Get the fuck out of your house. I was like, I guess the new people with my mortgage don't want to negotiate. What are we going to do? And um, every so I looked and looked and looked and looked and looked. And then I went to this apartment. I came to this apartment and there was a sign outside that said there was a an apartment for rent. So I called. Long story short, they didn't want to take the dogs. I said, come home with me right now and look at my home. We, I have no time to clean. I can't make it fancy. Just come to my place and see what my apartment looks like and how I would take care of your space. He walks in. He loves it. He gets a phone call. He says, no. As of now, I believe it's rented. I start sobbing. Everything's beautiful. I said, great. Who do I make the checkout to? And um, he said, oh, you make it out to Toffel Industries, which you will be interested to know is Arabic for the word children. Oh. And I went, what? 
I love what? that shit. What? And now every time I start going into my, I'm freaking out because things aren't going to turn out place mentally. I'll do my cards and that fucking card children will show up. Always. Like, Remember the last time you thought you were going to die in a ditch? Yeah. Ditch dying, commencing now. I love that shit, You man. were totally taken care of. Yeah. So, like I said, any day now, I'm going to believe it. You should pull out that card right now. I should pull out that children card. I love that shit. So, yeah, so, but I like 80s style. What do you like? <laughs> Good segue. Um, I am I am seamless, motherfucker. Uh, I, yeah, I don't, I like... Do you know what? Honestly, the only thing, and the, I've said this to Jose so many times, it's actually why we had moved into the apartment that we ha- only lived in for eight months because I got pregnant by surprise and we had to move into a two-bedroom apartment. But I like sunlight. Um, and all of the houses, all of the apartments we lived in in Vancouver were very dark because they were ground floor suites. Because it was Vancouver's kind of dark. Well, that's part of the reason why I was like, we need to get some sunlight while we can because <laughs> yeah. it's dark nine months of the year. Um, so I have not had that. I have not had a big sunny home. Even my apartment here, um, it's right, the windows are right up against another apartment, so you get some light, but you don't get a view or you don't get direct sunlight. Now, I don't know, I'd love direct sunlight in the summer here in LA, but it gets toasty. My dream is to have a deck. Then I talk about that all the time. I just want in the morning to go out and sit and drink coffee on my deck. That's all I dream about. It's literally the only reason I would want a house. It's the oh. only reason. See, so I could have a deck. I want a yard. Or a yard. My my, I want my own space is to have I would like my own space, mm-hmm. but I would still be even willing to share space if there were a yard where I could open the door and and look at my my little blonde angel, my offspring, the fruit of my womb, and go get the fuck outside. Go fucking play. Oh, yeah. That would be just, oh, Oh, man. And it would be be nice if I could build a swing, because she does like to swing. Yeah. She does like to swing. Oh, my little nugget. Yeah, so for those of you who are listening and have homes, and maybe sometimes there's things about Kim and I's life that you go, I wish I had that. This is what we envy about you. Yeah, I'm probably not going to own a house. I don't think I will ever own a house. Yeah. You hear that? That's how rich and famous we are. We're super famous. So be proud of yourselves for owning a home. If that's something that makes you really, really happy and you worked really hard to do, you be fucking proud of that. Well, and also, I hope that my navigation and Brianna's wisdom has shown you that we all have the capacity to create a sense of home Mm -hmm. wherever we are. Mm -hmm. It means, like, just finding what makes your heart feel safe Mm -hmm. and allowing yourself to feel it. And... I hope I showed you that if you can't do that, that's fucking human. That's human, man. That's human. So great. Now I've got something to work for. I really genuinely do think someday I will feel like I'm a home. You will. Oh, there it goes again. Oh, Oh, there it goes again. again. Oh, yeah. But just because I'm not yet doesn't mean I'm miserable. No, no. Ah. Create it. Create it. And part you are part of my heart home, Totally. Brianna, heart homes. That's very true. Very true. I love you, Kim Rhodes. I love you, Brianna. Thank you. Thank you.